What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking all about Tesla. Been way too long since I made an update on the company. I uh, wanna fill you in on everything from valuation, recent earnings, deliveries, just brain dump on my thoughts on the company, my largest investment, my favorite stock to own. Um, so let's just get right into it. A 756B market cap billion um, at about $238 per share. That's what it closed at today. Um, so we're looking at you know maybe 800 billion, assuming a little dilution for Tesla. How am I feeling about it? In short, I love Tesla at these prices. I'm actually trying to make some moves to buy some more shares. Um, I don't think it's super cheap, but I, I love the setup for where this is headed um, and all the growth initiatives. So um, let's let's zoom in on the delivery numbers to start things off. Those just got released. 484,000 units delivered from Tesla. Um, awesome flex from the company there. A record quarter once again. Tesla always putting up records, but um, I thought this was a super strong quarter, especially in the wake of higher interest rates, um, which is a big factor for car purchases, um, especially with all the price cuts, making sure that that kept demand going. Um, we've hit almost a 2 million unit per year run rate, so this is a super good sign. And if you assume that you know Tesla's revenue is pretty much based on how many cars they deliver, this is a, implies good things for revenue um, and profits in the future. Um, I also thought it was interesting to note um, that Tesla grew deliveries about 35% um, to 1.8 million in the year. So 1.8 million total deliveries um, for the year up from about 1.3 something last year. So 35% year over growth in 2023 from 2022, insane. Uh, just This is one of the fastest growing companies of all time. Um, so I love this long-term chart that really puts it in perspective, but Tesla is originally guided a few years ago for 50% compounded annual growth in its deliveries. And it has been well ahead of that mark, but it's interesting to note the 35% this year was a little below. And if we zoom in on this tweet here um, from Amy, it shows, and this Elon actually replied to this as well. Um, you can see here, that starting with that 50% CAGR, they've been ahead of it every single year. If they were growing at 50% since 2020 when they announced it, they'd only hit 1.7 million or so deliveries. So they at 1.8. So they're above their 50% growth CAGR. But what I think is interesting about that is if we play that out, um, 2.5 million deliveries in 2024 would be the, the number to beat to hit that 50% CAGR. I personally think it's going to be really tough to hit that number. Um, and if you listen to Elon's comments on the last conference call, uh, it sounds like he's kind of sandbagging them hitting this number. And it's basically like, we're going to grow faster than every other car company, but we can't grow 50% forever. So I think 2024 is going to be strong growth. But do I think we're going to hit that 2.5 million number? No, I think it'd be more like 2.4, 2.3. Um, I don't know, just a lot up in the air. We'll see what they say on the conference call. But I thought that was interesting. Um, a bunch of other data. Let, let's just dive into the financials. Very interesting to look at the price cut data and how that's impacted the profitability of the company. Revenue been growing super strong. Uh, but if we take a look at gross profit, you can see that that actually peaked in Q4 2022 and has been kind of trending and looking a little bit weak as they've been cutting prices. And this has been even as energy and storage um, and other services have had a really strong gross profit, the overall gross profit has still been weak because of those margins in the automotive uh, business. And if we see how that translates to operating income, uh, Tesla is a lot less profitable than it used to be, hitting peak profitability as well, $3.9 billion a single quarter in Q4 2022, Q3 2023, only $1.8 billion. So the profitability and margins have been getting compressed during this uh, period of cyclicality during the auto business. And I think this goes to show how tough it is to run a car company um, and how just in general the car, but I mean, yeah, also I like zooming out here so you can really see that over time Tesla's still crushing it compared where they've been. I mean, almost $2 billion in profit in a single quarter when it's a shitty cyclical time for your industry is amazing. But 
Um, it's interesting to note how Elon is highlighting, you know, the potential of FSD to change margins, uh, energy and storage gross profits being a, a brighter spot for the company. And that's because I think you're seeing margin compression in the automotive business. And it's just not that profitable of a thing to get into. And that's why we've seen historically automakers trade for super low price sales multiples. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to this 1.76 operating income number in uh, Q4. We had a lot of price cuts, still got to play out their way into the margin but we had much higher deliveries. So I'm very, and then we have energy continuing to crush it maybe. So very, very curious to be what will happen next quarter. Um, but I, I, my gut is saying around flat earnings of around 1.8 billion in operating income. So you annualize that $2 billion in earnings for an $800 billion company. Uh, I mean, $2 billion times four, $8 billion, $8 billion over $800 billion. We're looking at about 100 times uh, price current earnings ratio. So I think this is a really interesting thing for Tesla stock that a lot of investors have to get comfortable with is you're buying a company priced in for a lot of growth. And I would argue that the steps that Tesla's going to take, you know, now they're a $100 billion company to get to a $200 billion company to justify upside from this $800 billion market cap, There's a, it's going to be a really long, hard slide to get to 200 billion in revenue without FSD and robots. That's just my opinion. It'll take three to five to seven years. So actually a lot more than three years. But um, so I think you have this interesting paradox with Tesla stock where it has a very strong, profitable, growing business of selling cars. But is that really justifying an $800 billion market cap? No. So you're pricing in sort of this optionality of growth, um, which comes from the Tesla bot, which comes from FSD being, you know, the largest asset value increase in history, which Elon's talked about. Well, I think a lot of that optionality of FSD is already getting priced into the stock. If you didn't have FSD, you didn't have the Tesla bot, I think Tesla would be valued closer to half of what it is today, a $400 billion company saying it's, you know, they make eight or 10 billion in earnings when things are bad. That's still a 40 PE ratio. Sickly, when things are really good, they might boost earnings to 20 billion, 25 billion a year. I don't think that justifies much more than 500 billion unless you can convince me that we have way more growth. And Cybertruck, let's just dive into Cybertruck because I think the most exciting product Tesla has launched in so long. I mean, 2 million reservations. I went to go see it, like literally iPhone level hype and demand for the Cybertruck. Like people are lining up um, outside the store to just check it out and see what's good with it. I like the feeling and the vibe is so different. And when you listen to Elon on the conference call, it's going to be super hard to ramp the Cybertruck, but that's because it's so different. They're not just changing what the car is. They're changing how the car is built. And so I think a tremendous amount of innovation went into this product. Um, and it's going to take them a while to ramp it, but it's so unique. And it's a huge question mark in my head of where does demand go? You know, Elon has said that in 18 months, we can hit 250,000 units a year of Cybertruck, which will be incrementally adding to Tesla's top line, you know, 15, 20, 30 billion in revenue. Um, but it's going to take a while to get there. What will the margins be? They're going to suck for a while at first. Um, in the long run, will they be higher or lower than that 25-ish percent, 30% uh, that we've seen from the other, you know, automotive unit lines? I don't know. So, so many questions, Mark, but excitement with the Cybertruck. Like, I just think the innovation here cannot be understated. The hype for Tesla's brand, um, just how badass it looks, electrifying a segment like trucking, uh, which is super hard to electrify. You know, if if the Cybertruck is indeed more functional because you can plug stuff right into it, um, it's more durable. It doesn't have paint to worry about chipping. Therefore, the insurance costs are lower. Um, it can charge itself up with solar panels in a remote place. Um, and it actually turns out to have like a positive ROI in some way for some of these works site 
pickup truck use cases, then I think that could be a really strong lever for demand of the company. Um, but uh, and this is going to be really interesting to watch because uh, Tesla is putting their Cybertruck deliveries in this Model S and X other category, which we saw hit a high of 23,000 units last quarter. So I'm curious, like, where does this go from here? I think this is going to start to boom. But the question is, how much does it boom? How fast does it ramp? Um, we don't know. But I'm extremely excited about the Cybertruck as kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to say that the Model 3 and Y are done growing, but I feel like they're not build, aggressively building out new production capacity for the 3 and Y. You have the next generation vehicle, which is going to come along uh, to tap into those as well. But And it's it's been insane to see the growth in just the 3 and Y platform. But I think at some point this starts to plateau and the Cybertruck kind of comes on top to accelerate uh, the growth along with the semi-truck until the robo-taxi platform gets there. Um, now, we could talk about the robo-taxi platform, but first... I want to talk about FSD because the FSD V12 update is coming. I thought this is the most important chart uh, from the most recent shareholder update about FSD. Half a billion miles have been driven. As you can see, that's accelerating. So this is all data that can train it. Um, I personally, so I, I just went on this FSD ride uh, with Omar from Whole Mars in San Francisco, did the Waymo versus the Tesla. It wasn't a great drive for the Tesla. I mean, I personally love my FSD and have been using it in Seattle. I would say City Street, Seattle, not perfect. Highway, incredibly useful. I use it all the time. I don't know what I do without it. But I'll just, the truth is, FSD has taken longer than we thought, than Elon has promised, than a lot of people thought. Um, they're hyping up this V12 release as, you know, the big game changer, but I feel like they always do that. So I'm personally like, you know, guilty till proven innocent there of like, yeah, I'm not hyped on FSD V12 till I use it and actually feel like it's better. Not, I'm not just going to buy the game changing next level hype, which we hear for every version. So I personally am a little more skeptical in the FSD approach um, than maybe I was a year or two ago because maybe not more skeptical, but it's just like tempering expectations of like, yeah, we're, it's easy to hype up the biggest asset value increase in history, but, um, you know, I don't know when is our lawmakers and when is Tesla going to be able to take on the full liability of FSD and really launch it to where it makes a needle moving impact in terms of revenue and financials where, you know, we're talking about 10 to 20 to 30 billion in earnings to 50 billion in earnings needed to move the needle. When does FSD actually contribute that? I think we're still a ways away. Very cursed on how V12 is going, but I'm just tempering my expectations there. But then on the flip side, we've got some really interesting comments on the RoboTaxi. So this was like a sketch from Walter Isaacson's book about Elon Musk um, about the RoboTaxi. But I thought it was super interesting that Elon on the conference call said it's going to be easier to manufacture than the Cybertruck. Not as much new stuff. We're taking a ton of things that we've learned and putting them into the, uh, this RoboTaxi platform to really go crazy with it and accelerate it and and essentially have a 20 to 25, you know, $30,000 two-seater car. So I think FSD or not, the Tesla RoboTaxi could be a game changer for making Teslas cheaper, more affordable, uh, moving the needle, and just, um, I don't know, a massive driver of unit volume for the company. And like, this is their piece de resistance. Everything that Tesla's been doing innovation-wise, technology-wise has led into this product, the model RoboTaxi. And so when that launches, I think that's what you're kind of waiting for. And you've seen Martin Vieca say that on Twitter, T Tesla's kind of in between phases right now of maxing out the uh, 3&Y platform vehicle deliveries, getting ready for these next generation Cybertruck, Tesla Semi, model RoboTaxi to really take us to the next level, you know, five, 10 million units delivered a year from 2 million units delivered a year. Um, and I think some of that growth is already priced in. But I'm extremely excited about this. I, I wish they would take a lot of, I think they're walking the line perfectly of taking an insane amount of product, 
um, knowledge from previous things and not reinventing the wheel, but also going to make it look edgy, going to be different, going to be something new and fresh, just like the Cybertruck is, but not as different from a manufacturing standpoint or new. So I'm really excited about what the Robotaxi could do for Tesla. I also thought this was like a really cool, uh, just fun fact on Twitter from Sam from ARK Invest. He was talking about how, uh, taxi rides are mostly just one or two people. And this is a super interesting chart, um, just showing that. And I feel like this is this is kind of the holy grail of Tesla saying we're going to develop a two-seater car. We don't need a four-seater. I mean, I drive my Model Y around all the time, and it's insanely efficient if I'm carrying around four to five people. But most of the time, I'm actually carrying around one person, just myself. So there's all this extra weight and space there that is kind of inefficiently being used because of its form factor of a four-seater, five-seater car. So I think the RoboTaxi is going to be a game changer if Tesla can pull it off. It's going to justify the whole market cap of the company and more. We're talking a few trillion dollars, and that's why you're investing in Tesla today. You know, 237 a share. You want to see this get to, you know, 500 a share, 1,000 a share. Well, I think a lot of, and that means, you know, 1.6 trillion, 2.4 trillion, uh, 3 trillion. So if you want it to hit that 3 trillion here and hit this next wave of stock price growth, I think you're really expecting the RoboTaxi um, and FSD to come into play here. So that's the fascinating thing about Tesla stock right now is it's, and it's what I keep coming back to when I think about it at a high level, like you're really playing this balancing act of like an amazing core business that's super profitable, that is uh, has a lot of growth left with EVs, Cybertruck, semi energy storage, but isn't going to be able to grow at 50%, but isn't going to be able to produce 30 to 40% operating margins. So I think you know, we have a couple hundred billion in market cap right now that's just pricing in potential for FSD, you know, and you say there's a 10% chance of FSD being a $3 trillion thing. So we're going to give that a $300 billion increase on the valuation. I think that's what's happening now. And then you also have the Tesla bot, which is an even further lever of like, well, if this works, you know, 5% chance of 10 trillion, that's a $500 billion, you could potentially say X factor. So I'm seeing both sides of the coin of if I'm super bearish and skeptical on FSD and, and the robot, I'm saying Tesla's overvalued. If I'm super bullish on those, I'm saying Tesla's undervalued. I'm a believer in like people, product, innovation, long-term. I just think what Tesla's doing with the Optimus bot is insane. And like this new video that they put out, um, of Bumblebee or whatever, 7 million views, 31,000 upvotes um, of their new like like Optimus platform. It's it's insane. I mean, the amount of like, I don't know. I just think it's crazy the, the, the progress they're making on Optimus um, and how exciting of a product this is and how Elon keeps saying, you know, we're not a car company. We're like a truly robotics company. Um, and so I, I feel like that is, this is like a, a true kind of game changer for that is this Optimus robot and all its potential. Um, so super duper excited, um, about what Optimus could be, even though I think we're years away, I feel like it's been ahead of the curve in terms of innovation, um, and progress than I would, would have thought. So I'm kind of lumping in like FSD going slower than I thought, Optimus going faster than I thought. And I believe that the best team of engineers in the world that are led by Elon that continue to innovate. And like Elon is stressing this on the conference call, like we have the best real world AI team in the world, um, period, you know? And I think that is going to translate into incredible products. And when you think about, I want to own this stock for five to 10 years, then you see that Tesla is in a really strong position um, to, to commercialize that robot. And that's going to be a needle mover. And if, and if we look, take a look at the financials, we can zoom in a little more 
I think it's been insane to think about sometimes you forget about the transformation that Tesla's had. You know, we look at the balance sheet, assets, liabilities, total equity. You can see they were riddled with liabilities um, versus total assets here and total equity um, for so long. And then as the company began to hit profitability in the 2020s, we've seen an incredible strengthening um, in that balance sheet. And we're looking at a balance sheet where we have, you know, 20 million in cash. Um, we're making positive cash flow every single quarter. So, um, and we can take a look at the cash flow chart here. Um, let's just go with free cash flow. You can see that Tesla has been able to go from constant negative free cash flow to almost always producing positive free cash flow to the tune of a billion, hundreds of millions a quarter, few billion a quarter, uh, depending on how much they're investing in stuff. But this is an incredibly strong structural asset to own. I can't stress that enough. From the days where I previously covered Tesla stock, this era where we're losing billions every quarter, it's like, holy shit, how are we going to get enough money to keep the lights on? You know, and we're cutting all these corners on product, on all this stuff to just keep the company alive versus now we're totally chilling. We have billions of dollars in cash flow. Um, we're coming out with all these insane products. We have 20 billion in the bank. We've reduced debt to a super manageable level. Like this has become a safe blue chip company. So I kind of like adding that all up. And I think there's some huge stuff happening with like the battery storage business, Megapack uh, ramping here. This is energy storage deployed. And we have the mar the gross margins in the energy business that continue to improve. Um, so if we look at that, and I've already made a whole video about this, but the gross profit by segment of energy and storage plus services and other 500 million plus record last quarter. If this continues to grow, this is going to be huge for Tesla. We're talking supercharger profits, you know, storage profits. These are going to balance out the cyclicality of the automotive business truly diversify Tesla from like this one product unicorn. Because right now when you buy Tesla, it's a one product unicorn. Model 3 and Y is making all the guap. But that is slowly starting to change as, you know, 10 to 12% of the gross profits are now from energy storage and other. And so that is a huge de-risking of the business model. Um, and then you have that combined with the balance sheet. You know, it's, it's a very interesting and unique position that Tesla's in. I think there's no company in the world like this at all. Super strong balance sheet, incredibly strong core business, slightly overvalued because you have the biggest, if based on these incredible moonshots that no other company is anywhere near. No company of Tesla's size is putting the resources and reinventing the wheel and disrupting themselves as fast as Tesla is. I mean, the number one thing that's going to disrupt Tesla's three and Y. The Model Y just became the best-selling car on the planet, and it's electric, and it's 50 Gs. That's insane. That's absurd. Tesla still doesn't really have competition in the electric vehicle segment. Nobody can compete with them. All vertically integrated, made in-house. That's insane. And they're making billions of dollars on that car, selling millions of units a year. Guess what? They're already scheming how to disrupt that. Mexico factory, robo-taxi, you know, 40%, 50% cheaper vehicle um, with similar performance capabilities and potentially autonomous driving. So Tesla's already thinking five steps ahead on how to disrupt itself when it just disrupted the industry. I mean, it's laughable at how far behind everyone is. And so, you know, my take with Tesla stock right here is I love this price that we're getting in because I think we've seen the compression of, you know, okay, let's see high interest rates play out. Um, let's see them cut prices. What happens to the company? Well, they're still making guap. They're still profitable. Um, they're still investing like crazy. They're coming out with the Cybertruck. Energy's booming. So, I, I mean, I just think we've seen Tesla reinforce that this is a blue chip company with a super strong balance sheet and cash flow profile during this 2023 recession. And that gives me a lot of like hype and confidence to kind of keep holding and, and investing in the stock. So, I mean, Tesla right now is, and I actually did sell like 1% of my Tesla position in the last few, like a month ago to make a private investment, which I really don't want to make. So I'm, I'm like scheming super hard to buy back Tesla shares to like make up for that, honestly, that's just personally. But overall, I mean, Tesla's, 
70, 75% of my portfolio and like 20% of it's SpaceX. So that's like, you know, maybe 65 SpaceX or 65% Tesla, uh, 25% SpaceX, 10% crypto and startups is my entire net worth portfolio right now. So Tesla is by far and away the biggest stock I own and financial position I have. And I'm extremely confident and I'm holding it. I mean, my cost base is on Tesla. Who knows? I'm up like, you know, 15, 20 X, but I'm still holding it. And now for the first time in years, I'm getting ready to start accumulating a lot more shares because I think we've seen like this kind of fill in in terms of, you know, the price and the valuation of the company. Like it's been flat uh, since basically 2021. You know, the valuation is kind of, it, it maybe was a little overvalued here, but the company's been crushing it these years. The valuation and true intrinsic value of the company's backfilled into this valuation. Um, and I think now we're setting up for the next leg up to, to 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, eventually 1,000 a share in the next, you know, few years, just going to take a while. But I think we've seen insane progress. You know, if you look at that, remember right there, we have this peak right here in 2021, late 2020. But if you look at the financials since then, I mean, late 2020, they were doing, you know, 10 billion in revenue, uh, you know, 2 billion in gross profit, half a bi uh, billion in earnings. Now in a shitty quarter, they do almost quadruple that, triple that in earnings, but that's a shitty quarter. So earnings have quadrupled from a good to a shitty quarter in just three years, but the stock price is flat. Revenue is more than doubled. Gross profit has more than doubled. Um, you know, Cybertruck has been launched. Energy's hitting its stride. So all of these underlying intrinsic things have happened for the company um, while the share price has, has kind of flatlined. So that's where I get excited. That's why I'm trying to backfill because it's like all about, you know, you got to do intrinsic value versus uh, price, you know, that the market's paying for the company. So I think the price was like, woo! and went way up here, the intrinsic value is still trying to catch up and now it's finally catching up and I think it's going to keep going here. And so I think the, the market price of Tesla is getting ready for like a next wave up eventually. It might take a while with Cybertruck ramp with a little bit. I, I, I could see Tesla stock getting hit in the near term with a weaker than expected guidance for 2024. That's a big opportunity for me um, to invest a ton more in the company. A couple questions I have are like semi-truck. What's good with that? Why is that taking so long? Um, uh, and a lot of questions about Cybertruck ramp. Um, but overall, I'm hyped. I'm loving Tesla, still holding on. I would love to know what y'all think in the comments below. This is just my slaw brain dump um, about everything I'm thinking about the company. But I mean, I drive my Model Y every day. It's the biggest purchase I've ever made in my life. I love my Tesla. Um, I just leased my mom a Tesla for Christmas, which I'm super hyped about. So she was one of those Q4 deliveries. Shout out to my mom. She's awesome. And she like loves it. And so to just, my neighbors just got a Tesla and they're super hyped and they're texting me about it. Like, um, it's just, it's sometimes you really got to take a step back to be like, oh my God, like I went to the Model Y unveiling. I was, I kind of was like, uh, like, is this just a poofed up Model 3? You know, maybe all these short sellers, Jim Chanos and David Einhorn are right. Tesla's got no innovation. They're desperate for cash. Uh, Elon Musk is a, is ridiculous. They're never going to be profitable. The Model Y is just a fraud. It's never even going to come to market to now the Model Y is the best selling car in the entire world. I have owned one for three years and it's the dopest car I've ever driven. And I see everyone, everyone in Seattle has a Model Y too even though they're hating on Elon and Tesla when they're chit-chatting. But the reality is when it comes to buying a car, the technology and product speaks for itself and they're buying a Tesla. And so I just think it's insane to, to me to like see, and like Rivian's success, I think is all piggybacking on Tesla's success. So the world is, I've seen the world change and Tesla spread this electric technology and it's happened so quickly. Um, you know, that Model Y unveiling I was just talking about where the Model Y was a joke and a fraud and not going to exist was just, 
three years, four years ago. Now it's the best selling car in the world and it's everywhere. So when you think about Optimus, when you think about FSD, when you think about Cybertruck, the semi-truck, and you hear the hate about it, remember what Tesla, you know, remember who's won all these battles in the past. And now Tesla's coming in swinging with 20B in cash, positive cash flow, not desperate. And so a, a position of strength. And I think um, it's going to be, to, to be a company at $100 billion and, you know, tens of billions in profit potentially and still be like hungry for innovation and still be pushing the needle on what's possible and taking bigger bets than ever is extremely exciting. And that's why you're paying eight times sales, hundred billion dollars, because guess what? They're growing revenue 30, 40%. That's absurd for a company their size. Margins have a long way to go up from here because they're cyclically depressed. Eight times sale trailing sales for this company, seven and a half times trailing sales feels like a very, very, very fair price. Um, and I want to end with the Warren Buffett quote, which is, uh, you know, you want to buy uh, great companies at a fair price, not fair companies at a great price. And I think Tesla, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of biased, but I'm also not. I just feel like you look at the numbers, you look at the growth, you look at the margins, you look at the product. This is an A++, 0.1% in the world, well-run company. And to be able to buy that at a fair price with so much growth left in the tank. And, and actually, I'll end it on this. The moonshot skepticism is your alpha. So when I say FSD might not happen, we're pricing in 300 bill of that three trill. Optimus, we're pricing in a couple hundred bill of that, you know, 10 trill opportunity as these kind of like bets and probabilities that could happen. As those get more certain and we price in more of that three, three, that three billion, uh, 300 billion of pricing in for FSD opportunity scales up to three trillion. That's all alpha you get in the stock. You want to be in the stock as people start to believe. So your skepticism is my alpha. That's what I've always said for the Tesla short sellers. Like everyone's saying the company will fail. Every Wall Street consensus that the, that they're never going to make money. Uh, they're not going to be able to hit their delivery targets. Me taking the other side of that and then the market realizing and appreciating and beginning to price in all of those things that nobody believed and starting to believe them as they happen. That is where you get the appreciation. That's where you get the alpha. You betting on the Tesla bot when everyone thinks it's a joke is how you make money on the Tesla bot. If we wait till it comes out and you wait till FSD is real and you wait till V12 is amazing, then you're going to miss all that upside. And so that's why I like taking the bet now being like, look, it's a little overpriced for, for what the core core business, but I think they're going to pull off the Tesla bot. I think they're going to pull off FSD. It might take a while, but as they start to pull it off, we're going to keep pricing that in. And this moonshot premium will not contract, but will perhaps expand as Tesla gets closer to commercializing those. And I want to be in for that ride. And I think even without the moonshot premium, no FSD, no Optimus, I see Cybertruck, Semi-Truck, Model 2 or RoboTaxi, plus energy storage and supercharging. That's going to justify me to a trillion, a trillion and a half valuation. And I'm still getting upside from here, even if they never commercialize FSD and Optimus. But I think they will. And I think it'll get priced in higher and higher as the chances of it succeeding increase in likelihood. So, man, I just feel like I'm pumped to just keep watching Tesla stock because it's like the best movie ever and it's insane that this company exists. So, I don't know. I'm just a nerd of the stock market and I can't get enough of this Tesla case study. It is so fascinating. It is just epic to be a part of. So I'm a pump shareholder as I've always been. And, you know, I've been a Tesla shareholder for 12 years now, which is insane. Like I'm 30 and I started buying Tesla stock when I was like 18 or 17. So that's like, that's crazy. And, um, I think about when I'm 42, another 12 years, 
like what tesla's gonna be worth like like it's you can't even think about where that is so um yeah anyway this is hyper change love to hit like hit me in the comments below i love to know what you think i love reading the comments um and hyper change is back um i'm gonna keep scheming uh yeah